Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' top 8 movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top 8 list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore 8 underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome to the show everyone. This is episode 1 of Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is Owen Morgan, a huge movie fan, and I'm sat down today with my co-host, Jessica Rose Johnson. Welcome to episode one, Jessica Rose. How are you? How are you feeling about being part of this? I am so excited. I have loved movies since I can remember. In fact, I am the crazy one that watches the director's commentary of movies. So this is such a joy and privilege to be a part of this. Oh, amazing. Thank you. And I said in, in the trailer, people haven't listened to the trailer, movies mean a lot to me ever since I was a kid. My dad was a film reviewer and his film list will be part of this. And I used to, as a kid, go to films before they came out in cinema. So when I went to school, I was like the first kid in school that saw, you know, a new release. So it was really fun. It was a thing to share with my dad, too, which is really lovely. Um, but because of like all the bullying and all the stuff that I had experienced as a child, movies were my kind of safe place, you know, my place to... Um, dream of a different life so there's like an emotional connection which i think a lot of us have right with emotional connections to it um so i'm a fan and a geek of it but also it has an emotional component do you have any emotional components with it does it help you in any way 100 percent. i um it, movies have always been my escape i actually want to be an actress so i've been in quite a few movies uh, none that really anyone would have ever seen or not but um been in a lot of plays i just love it it's a way to be able to yeah, just escape and go into another reality and be like, look what all is possible. In fact, growing up, my ideal proposal was going to be at the end of a movie. The guy would have like, like, Jessica Rose, will you marry me? Like scroll up at the end of the credits or something. <laughs> so that didn't happen. My proposal was actually way cooler in the end, but uh, that's how much I loved movies. I think it does have that. Yeah, I always remember, like, if I watch, like, a really epic film about someone overcoming something and then making something beautiful of their life when they really didn't think they were going to, I always used to remember coming out as a kid from cinema and being in the car on the way home going, right, you know, I know what I want to do. I'm going to change the world and all this. You, it really changes your mindset. And then like, a couple of days later, you're just back to normal and worrying about silly things. <laughs> but it's, it does have a powerful, powerful whatever it is over us. And I think as soon as I came up with this idea like four weeks ago, and I'd been going around work saying, hey, what's your top eight? Here's top eight. What do you think would be on the list? Everyone's loved that. It was, oh, I'd love to listen to the show. Can I send you your list? It just shows it's the great unifier. I think, you know, when you really start to talk about something, you say, oh, are you into movies? And if they are, no matter if you agree on things or not, at least you can have a lush chat about it. So I've noticed that um, there's plenty of podcasts out there talking about films, but there's always space for more by the sounds of it. And that's, what sure. and that's what we're here to do. So just a bit of housekeeping um, for anybody who hasn't listened to the trailer. So this is a podcast about movies from movie lovers. So we're getting top eight lists from listeners all over the world, top eights from the industry. Um, me, me and Jessica Rose shall our own too. And it's a celebration of film, guys. So we're here to celebrate films, what they mean to us. So, you know, as far as the top eight most hated films or the top eight bad movies, There'll be no lists ever in this uh, in this podcast. We're not we're not going down that road. It's a celebration of film, and we're gonna have a cool code word. Me and Jessica Rose. So if there's a film we really don't like, we're gonna say that's not my cup of tea, and then we're probably gonna move on because otherwise we'll go down the rabbit hole of saying why we don't like it. So not a cup of tea is our special code word. So get into that, guys. Um, and that. Uh, film is a personal opinion it's it's just that it's a personal opinion there's no right or wrong here we're not here to say that's not right that's not wrong the script was terrible it, there's no way that could have worked we're here to celebrate so if you love a movie then we love the fact that you love it and that's what i like to think about it all right so let's jump into leonardo DiCaprio. so 
the fun bit of uh, me and Jessica Rose and for maybe you guys is how many of the 24 films per episode me and Jessica Rose have actually seen. So we'll let you know at the end. So let's jump in. So in at number eight, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing some special voice, but in at number eight, directed by James Cameron, starring Kate Winslet, Billy Zane, Kathy Bates. Can't be hard to figure this out. Is Titanic with a rating of 7.9. Quick bio, a 17-year-old astrocat falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard a luxurious, ill-fated RMS Titanic. Just for anybody that doesn't know the storyline. What are your thoughts on Titanic? So (laughs) different from when I was a kid versus an adult. So as a kid, if anyone remembers the VHS tapes, so it was a two-tape set right i would only ever watch the first one because i didn't want to watch the second one because that was where all the sad stuff happened and i also was super annoyed because growing up i just went by rose so everyone would always ask me like where's your jack but as an adult i really enjoy watching the movie in its entirety so now you know you're like one disc or you watch it on tv or digital you don't have to swap out the vhs's i giggle every time i know i know where the halfway point is because that's the point where i was like i'm not going to watch it anymore but I really do just, I love watching the whole movie in entirety now. It's such a good story. And I always wonder, like every time I watch it, I think I Google, like, what part of these stories are true? You know, we don't really know, but we know some bits and pieces. And so they did a really fun job filling in these stories of these people that were either real or these fictional characters to help tell the story of the Titanic. I just think it's it's such a fun movie, even with all the, you know, sad part of it. Yeah. I know. I think I think no matter what you think about it or how you feel about the love story or the length of it, or whatever it may be, I think it was quite iconic for its time. I'm just I'm just talking about as a piece of movie making. That scene when it's sinking is insanely well made. It's just unbelievable. Like if you're going to do a top eight scenes of all time, you know, you might have Saving Private Ryan, that scene on the beach or wherever it may be. But that sinking was incredible filmmaking. And I think for me, as a former film study student, it's um, I think that was just it was amazing. Um, and I, maybe Jack could have fit on the raft at the end. Who knows? Maybe he could have popped on. It's a debate that will be as old as time. And I think that debate in itself keeps the film alive. Um, oh, yes. Ironically. Um, they actually and, did it on an yeah. episode of. Uh, oh, gosh. What is it? I know it's going to forget what's the, the Mythbusters guys did it. But then somebody else was like, well, we don't believe how the Mythbusters did it. So then they went and they did it and they got two different responses. So you're right. It's, it's, that kind of keeps it going and going and going. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I get that the film probably wouldn't be quite the same. It wouldn't have the same legacy. If he just hopped on and, oh, cool, they rescue you. Hey. Um, and then, it's, <laughs> then obviously it's um, more of a, yeah, based on a true story of um, a very iconic piece of history. But, but anyway, you know, I think love it or hate it. Um, I think it's it's iconic in its own right, and I think that has some respect, really. Um, and I'm sure it set Leona's way. Um, it certainly seemed like it after that, didn't it? Um, but yeah, that yeah, seven point nine. Well done, Titanic. So in at number seven, we have The Revenant, which got a score of eight point oh, directed by Alessandro de Inaratu. I am going to butcher people's names, everyone. I'm so sorry. That also starred Tom Hardy, absolute legend, and Will Powter. I think that was one of his main big starts for Will. So this is a frontiers man, I think I'm saying that right, on a fur trading expedition in the 1820s, fights for survival after being mauled by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. Now, it's been a long time since I've seen this, but I do remember that bear scene being, again, pretty epic and how it's filmed. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I already know your thoughts on this film, but what are your thoughts on it generally, I guess, just as a piece right. of movie, I guess? I think, like you, it's been a while since I've seen it. I think from what I remember, it was a really well shot, a good story, how it was told. I just, I'll probably never watch it again. I don't know. One of those, I've seen it once. Um it was good. I don't really have any complaints other than the, the random side story we talked about earlier. Um, but yeah, nice, nicely shot movie. 
Yeah, I think I think you're right. And it had a certain pace about it. It kind of trundled along kind of a beautiful way. It's not something you're going to watch every Christmas. Um, I get that. And I think a lot of people with films like this, they go to watch the bear scene. So they're like watching it like, oh, where's the bear scene coming out? Um, because that's just how we are as humans. We want to see those bits. So I think sometimes films can fall prey to that, can't they? They get the, the fall prey to a certain scene um, that they're waiting for. Because, for example, someone like Kingsman, I don't know if you've seen Kingsman, but uh, the the first one, but the scene in the church um, is one of the most, it's for another episode, one of the greatest fight scenes I've ever seen in my life. And even in that isolation, the whole film is still brilliant. And that's just one of the amazing scenes. If you can get a film with iconic scenes, and there's like six or seven of them, then you're set. And I think maybe with Revenant, it's, it's the one scene syndrome maybe um, that I think will come up time and time again. Uh, right, guys, we, we, we're just going with this, where this is the first episode. We hope you're enjoying this format. Um, let us know if um, we're doing this too quickly. That feels good. So number six, which is one, one that people were struggling with at work when I was testing people's knowledge, was Catch Me If You Can, which got an 8.1. Um, Steven Spielberg directed. It has Tom Hanks in it, Christopher Walken, Martin Sheen, and Amy Adams. What a cast. And it's about a barely 21-yet Frank is a skilled forger who has passed who has passed as a doctor, lawyer, and pilot. FBI agent Carl becomes obsessed with tracking down the con man who only revels in the pursuit. This was a long time ago, but I think I really liked it. How about you? This is probably of the entire list, though um, I've, I've seen more than once. And I don't always get to watch it all the way through, but I think it's so fun, all the different scenes and how they came up with, well, I say how they came up with a true story. And um, ironically, there is a current pseudo catch me if you can story going on that is close to where I am in the United States. I won't make any more comments on it. So it made me think of this and every time, so which you're talking about your coworkers in this movie, every time I bring it up to people, I'm like, yeah, it's like the real life catch you can. And people are like, what? Like, you, you know, the movie, you remember? Like, what? So of all the movies on the list, this is definitely one that I've enjoyed watching multiple times over just because all the different stories and all the different things that he goes through and you can catch in the middle of the movie and you're like, did this happen before this? It's almost like a constant, constant going and constantly builds off of it. So I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I might watch it again re- uh, soon <laughs> since we were talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely feeling like some homework is required. I like to go back and watch things. It's too late now, obviously. I can't fit all these films in four episodes. That'd be insane. I work like 60 hour a week over two jobs. But I do. I think from I remember it, it was very stylish. It was well-paced. Um, things to keep you guessing are always really fun. I think the con man stuff, sometimes they're trying to con the audience in a really clever way. And it's like, am I being conned here in the way it's been written? So um, figure it out. I'm always down for that. So I'm really not surprised it's in his top eight because he's made a lot of films. And when we finish this list, we'll do the honorary mentions very quickly. And some of those films are immense. Like how are they outside the top eight? But hey, these are IMDb scores. So it's, you know, we're taking it from the, you know, a million votes on some of these things. Right, let's go for number five, which is Shutter Island. They've got 8.2, 1.4 million votes. And the reason I'm saying that is the, the one above it has the same IMDb score. So I'm putting it in order of how many people voted, just to be clear here. So 1.4 million votes, that's crazy. Directed by Martin Scorsese, also stars Mark Ruffalo, Michelle Williams, Emily Mortimer, Mortimer and Ben Kingsley. So Teddy Daniels and Chuck Ewell. I think I'm saying that right. Two U.S. Marshals are sent to an asylum on a remote island in order to investigate the disappearance of a patient where Teddy uncovers a shocking truth about the place. So it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think it was amazing from what I remember. Um, It's quite dark in a way. And because of my mental health background and having podcasts about it, it was very interesting see about the human mind so have you seen it and what were your thoughts so i will say this is one of the movies i'm sad that i have not seen it from start to finish i like seeing chunks of it at a time and i keep telling myself you know i really need to watch it from start to finish because it is one of those movies where i kind of like those like psychological thrillers and the investigative piece and really uh, just 
I, I like the story behind it that kind of keep you guessing piece of it and follow you it's leading you to follow along. I will also say that I think this is one of the most talked about movies on our list and in my circle of people. So it's definitely pretty, pretty popular with a lot of my friends too. So maybe I'll finally sit down and watch it all the way through in one setting. That will be really easy to follow the story if I can do that. <laughs> I think it's one of those ones, if you didn't know anything about it, you went in, you're like, oh my God, because so many people are talking about it and you're trying to guess like what's real and what's not real and mm -hmm. what's in their head and what's not. Those films are a bit risky if you watch them, if you've already heard lots about it, because you're going in already dubious to what's right or wrong. I think it's better fresh. It's better when you don't know that that's what you're going to have to go through. If you want to have like a lazy Sunday afternoon, this wouldn't be it because it's going to make you really use yes. your mind and your brain so do not watch this before bed <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but i think again i get why it's in the list it's it's very good um and yeah fair play to it it's done really really well all right so with the same rating of 8.2 is the wolf on wall street with 1.5 million votes directed by martin scorsese again so he's obviously very loyal to leo also stars jonah hill margot robbie and matthew mcconaughey all right all right all right um, and it's based on a true story of Jordan Belf Belfort from his rise to a wealthy stockbroker living in the high life to his fall involving crime, corruption and federal government. So I, I, I did enjoy it, if I remember rightly. I remember it was quite long. And if I know it's long, that's never sometimes not quite something we're looking for. But I think it was very stylish. Um, from what I remember, Michael Robbie was brilliant in it, and um, I know it's quite an interesting story, all in all. Um, what are your thoughts, if you have seen it? Yeah, they had a lot of big, big named actors that meshed really well together. So sometimes you you don't really see that in movies. Like if the one actor is almost outshining, or their popularity is higher than the other actor. Um, I thought that it was really well done. It was really well shot. The scenes were really great and smooth. I'm, I'm kind of a sucker too. If it's a long movie, I'm like, oh, can I sit still that long? That's why a lot of movies I'll say, I have not seen this from start to finish. If I go to the movie theater, that's my escape. I will sit, I'll watch the whole thing. I won't think about another thing. If I'm trying to watch a movie at home, it is not, it's not a start to finish situation. It just, especially long movies. So sorry, long movies. It probably takes me three sittings to get all the way through. <laughs> I think that's the beauty of these days of all the streaming and it's so much easier to watch things. I have to watch things that just don't have stretches of time like that. So when I watch Barbie, I have to watch it over two nights, um, which is fine. Works really well. And if I remember with Wolf of Wall Street, I think it had an amazing script. It had some really iconic scenes in many ways. I remember, I think there was a scene with Leo in a restaurant with Matthew McConaughey. It's like an epic speech that McConaughey does. Um, and there's lots of like memes and references to it now. Comedians were like change the subject matter using the same script i think that's a testament to a good script when people are using it and restructuring it so and it's definitely for for true stories right uh, that goes back to like i said again like every time i watch it, it comes up i have to actively look because i can't really remember what parts were real what parts were fabricated to tell the story better you know so those are always fun too to see how how they can tell the story but they have to add in the parts to keep the story going along are those pieces that you didn't really quite know and you're just kind of assuming what happened so i i think they did a really good job doing that they sure did and i think yeah the true story thing just was always going to help a film i think most of the time like i was watching air recently the ben affleck matt damon one about the um nike trainers you're like well what the hell why would i watch a film about the origin <laughs> story of nike trainers and michael jordan i loved it um that's for another episode i'm sure love the film and it's because it's based on a true story and it was so much of it was accurate and i found that absolutely fascinating and you're more invested in it then oh my god these are real people that had to make this happen i think that's just it's so cool so um we'll have to do some kind of top eight true story film yeah list. That i think we so come up with a couple more top eight lists here yeah top we're not gonna run scenes, out are we top eight true stories we can do this all day yeah we can do when we're really struggling top eight films begin with a because there's, yeah. there's no end to this okay guys we've got three left i wonder what they're gonna be if you haven't looked already on imdb yourself so uh, in third place is the departed now again the second position has the same amount of a uh, same rating so let's go with this 1.4 million votes so the departed directed by you've got it 
Martin Scorsese, what is this going on here? <laughs> also starring Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson and Mark Wahlberg, an undercover cop and a mole in the police attempt to identify each other while infiltrating an Irish gang in South Boston. The problem with these films is this, they're quite a while ago, so I'm saying the same thing. I remember finding this film fascinating. I thought the performances were good. I love Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg anyway. Um, but again, I think it's kind of anything cop related. I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy. Um, what are your thoughts if you've seen it? It's definitely it's a throwback for me. I had to watch the preview to make sure I was thinking of the right movie. So a lot of dynamic actors in it. I think uh, again that kind of like suspense. I like trying to guess and solve it. And uh, we talked about like the leading, right? Like, oh, whose side are you really on? So I thought that that was it was a it was a fun story, but it is it is an older one, so. I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen it. <laughs> Again, it's not something we're going to be watching, you know, regularly at the Christmas time or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I think I think it did really well at the box office. And um, I'm not sure if it was nominated for anything, but uh, these sort of ensemble cast, cop-related things are always going to go down well. So, um, yeah, kudos to it. It's great. So we managed to bag first spot. Pretty cool. All right, in second place, um, very much ensemble again, for sure. So it's Django Unchained. Uh, I was very surprised by this. Uh, 8.5 score, 1.6 million votes. So Quentin Tarantino, of course, starring Christoph Waltz, Samuel Jackson, Jamie Foxx, and Kerry Washington. Now, I, I think I, I remember liking this. Um, it's in Western, wasn't it? It's like Western times. And I think there's loads of com comedic moments and timing and some fighting, no doubt. I really can't remember much about it, but if it's Tarantino, I think we all know what we're getting, don't we? Yeah, I definitely think that this is this is probably another one that it's like, I've seen it once. It was good. Um, I'll watch bits and pieces of it. I don't know if that's, of all the ones on the list, I'm not like, oh, let me watch that one from start to finish tomorrow. But it had a lot of really great fun scenes and like i mentioned earlier i'm i'm the one i love watching the director's commentary and reading more about it and um i'm sure a lot of people watching this if you're a movie lover you may already know this fun fact about leonardo actually cutting his hand and still finishing the scene so there's lots of jokes about how like how bad he wanted to get an award for his performance and it's it's really cool because knowing that then I went back and watched that scene right kind of like the known scene I go back and I look and I'm like looking at everyone else's reaction like looking at the people in the background like of, of the scene and how they're reacting to the fact that he actually cut his hand on this glass and they're still filming like anybody else kind of giving it away so little fun things about scenes like that I find I find entertaining like the, the backstories or the side stories you know because then I want to go back and watch that scene again um, so yeah, I think if you haven't seen it, it's definitely yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Like all those movies are good movies. So yeah, definitely. I think what I've, if I've learned anything about Tarantino from doing these lists at work with people, seems very love and hate Tarantino. Other people, people that seem to either love him or just not watch any of his stuff. So if you're a big Tarantino lover, anyone listening, can you please? I'd love you to send me your top eight. You know, so one being the best, eight being your least favorite. I'd really love to know from a Tarantino lover, what that list looks like. It'd be really fascinating to so many. That would be really um, cool. So yeah, please, anybody um, send that in because we haven't got that yet. That'd be really, really cool. All right. So in top spot, I, come on, guys, it's pretty obvious. I don't think about it. Um, it's Inception. Well, hey, 8.8. Um, Fair play, that's such a good rating, 8.8. .8. So directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Elliot Page, Tom Hardy, and Killian Killian Murphy, I think it's Killian Murphy. It's a new movie. I want to make sure I get that right. So, if you didn't know already, it's a thief who steals corporate secrets for the use of dream sharing technology is given an inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO. But his tragic past may doom the project and his team to disaster. I do think I need to watch this again because I remember it being insanely confusing uh, the first time you watch it. <laughs> But I remember, again, absolutely cinematic masterpiece. Some of the set scenes were absolutely unreal. Um, and it keeps you guessing all the way through what's going on. I really love being invested in that. Um, great cast. But I think it's a, it's a more than once watch. What are your thoughts? This is definitely my favorite. Um, in fact, I will say I wasn't always a Team Leonardo. 
And like when Titanic, a lot of people was like, rrr, rrr. you know, like this movie really made me love him as an actor. I love this movie so much. It's also like some of the other movies we've talked about here is this is not an easy movie to just be like, oh, I'm just going to pick up in the middle. No, because you're never going to know what's going on. This is a good start to stop one and it definitely keeps your attention and keeps you guessing and going along. And I just think even the idea, the concept behind it was so fascinating. I think that goes back to like the psychology piece of it. And like, oh, you know, I just, I was really glad to see it on the top because it is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, same here. I think if I was going to pick anything, I was looking at his honorary mentions as well, but I think Inception probably up probably top spot for me too um and for his i think at the time for his career as well it was a huge moment you know to shift him across from any sort of pretty boy background reputation and going into something just really intense and really in depth was can only have been a good thing for him so yeah amazing stuff well done leonardo that's an epic top eight let's just quickly look at the honorary mentions so these are things that kind of weren't far off the top eight we're not going to go into detail. That's cool. We just grows. We're just going to read them out. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 7.6. Gangs of New York, 7.5. Aviator, 7.5. Great Gatsby, Great Gatsby 7.2. Romeo and Juliet, classic, 6.7. And The Beach. I forgot about The Beach when I was in this list. 6.6. Is there any particular film on that list there where you're like, oh, my God, why is that not in the top eight? I was surprised that Great Gatsby wasn't. That that one really shocked me. I mean, I like a, I like quite a few of the ones on that list, but that one was the one that really shocked me that it was not in his top eight. Yeah, I have no idea. Like we said off camera, you know, who who what is the age range? What is the average sex of people that are voting? It'd be very interesting. I'd love to know just to see who votes and who doesn't um, on that one. But yeah, there's some good stuff in there. And I always remember anything. There was this, there was I think there was a period where everything was set in like isolation on a beach, being lost. So it was, the Tom Hanks film and then the beach uh, castaway, wasn't it? Tom Hanks castaway. Yes. Um, and there was a couple of other beach things. I think that was way before lost came along, which obviously there was so much beach in that TV show, but um, I just popped up there. And I, don't, I don't know if it's relevant at all, but it's quite interesting. I also want to give you a shout out for your bravery and courage for pronouncing these names. When you first told me, I'm going to have the director's name in two, I'm like, I'm not going to try and say half of these names. I butcher people's names and you're doing so yeah. great. Well, people are going to have to forgive me. Um, I yeah, struggle yeah. with getting words right, even just normal English stuff. So this is going to be, maybe maybe I might have to use initials for some people. We'll see. But uh, oh, So far, so good. So I think from that list, I did really enjoy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I do remember it being quite long. Again, that's never a good sign. And yeah, certainly the beach was really good. That's cool. All right, guys, that was your first ever top eight. Um, hopefully you're enjoying this format. Um, I think that was pretty pacey. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying this. But just to break up a bit, I've been doing some polls on Instagram, everyone. So head over to Instagram, follow top underscore eight underscore media. And on my Instagram stories, I do little polls. So let's just do one of the polls I did yesterday um, about snacks. <laughs> so excited to hear the final results of this because I always get bummed when people put polls and I'm like, wait, what were the final ones? I only know the results of the time that I collected. This snacks one was causing all kinds of problems at work last night. I was like, no, what do you mean? <laughs> um, so it was what snack is in your movie time experience? So we have uh, popcorn, chocolate sweets and ice cream and that sort of thing. Hot food, e.g. pizzas. I think that's more for people at home, but then you can have hot dogs and nachos, can't you, at cinemas? And then a healthier variation. I want to give that a bit of love. So here are the final results, everybody. Um, so in last place with 0% is healthier variations. Oh, dear. That's not good, is it? Um, in third place is hot food with 10%, one vote. In second place is popcorn, two votes. I was very surprised it was so low, 20%. And with seven votes. 70% of people said chocolate sweets or ice cream. So what are you saying? That was a tough one for me because I like I like popcorn. I'll get the itch for it. And you know, they get you. If you go to the theater and the smell. And that is something new that I started doing with my husband at home because we're more homebound is let's, let's make a bowl of popcorn with every movie experience. I even brought a bougie popcorn bowl, but I still selected chocolate. <laughs> 
a little bit. It's because I'm like, mm, I get Butterfingers. That's like the only time I eat Butterfingers is in the movie theater. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know why or not it would be that. But yeah, I'm an ice cream guy, really. I just have to I can sort of get through a tub of Ben and Jerry's or whatever, watch a film. Problem is it's gone, isn't it, by... 20 minutes in and then you just feel a bit like wired from the sugar you're like i've got to focus now or in the cinema by the end of the trailers you finish the ice cream haven't you it's a disaster um and you've got no you know, other options i'd love to see what um if it's different like different countries and different places because we don't have ice cream i think at any movie theater i've been to what but we do have pizza like we'll serve pizza yeah we, yeah, we don't really have that so that kind of makes sense i suppose we have some yeah. fancy cinemas that will serve you in your seat and everything which is really fun but yeah ice cream's huge here so it's a big ice cream parlor bit in the foyers and they have like 20 different flavors and they scoop it into pots and you can have like mixed stuff it's insanely expensive but if you're gonna go and have a treat out why not mm -hmm. give it a go yeah, go um, on yeah, yeah well, we have the ones that serve you food and beverages. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting. I hadn't even thought about that yet because I'm in England, you're in America. It's, it's going to be interesting to see those different experiences, actually. And just movie choices, true, because I think so many Brits watch American movies, but I'd be really fascinated to see how many Brits, uh, how many Americans watch British films. Yeah, because I'd be rich and see how many Americans watch Bridgerton. I think it's really popular, actually. I live in Bath, where it's mostly filmed. Um, because of the Victorianness of my city. And there's just Americans everywhere going down the Bridgerton streets. They're all named now and you can go and find them and take pictures. So um, I'm, I'm wondering if that uh, it could be good. And I think when we do Lynn's top eight British films in episode three, Ooh. I can't wait to see if you've even seen any. It's going to be epic. I can't wait. Yeah, I love that. Right, cool guys. Let's jump into our next one, which is uh, the highest grossing, isn't it? Of course, uh, so this is the highest grossing films of all time. Now, with these lists, if the same film comes up that we've talked about in the same episode or recently, we're probably not going to talk about it. Um, if that's okay, everyone. Otherwise, I think we'll go mad um, feeling like we're saying the same thing. So, for example, let's get this out of the way. So, let's give people a sneak peek. So, in at number four, in the top eight is Titanic, 2.2 billion. That's insane. I presume that's because they remastered it and re-released it. So we talked about Titanic, everybody. So hopefully you're okay with skipping that. Is that cool, Jessica Rose? We can skip that one. Yes, cool. All right, let's jump back in. So in eighth place, the highest grossing films of all time. In at number eight is Jurassic World, 1.6 billion pounds. Directed by Colin Trevorrow, starring Chris Pratt, the absolute legendary man. Bryce Dallas Howard, she's amazing. Ty Simpkins, and many more. Uh, so let's just find out more about this. Well, I would wonder what it's about. Dinosaurs, maybe? A new theme park <laughs> built on the original site, Jurassic Park. That's cool. Creates a genetically modified hybrid dinosaur, the Indominus Rex. I think I've said that right which escapes containment and goes on a killing spree. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I think I think I've seen this. There's so many of them. Have you seen it? I have seen all of them. Okay. And my one of my best friends, she loves all the Jurassic Park movies, all of them. So I, it kind of goes back to, yeah, like I love all the series. The story kind of continues. So sometimes it's hard to separate which exact Jurassic Park movie was this. But I do, I, I am impressed that they were able to bring back a movie series with so much time in between and still make such an amazing movie out of it. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to see, I don't know if you would call them like cameos, but there's some scenes where there's people from the first Jurassic Park that's there and you're like, oh, hey, like that's cool, they're there. Um, that, that was fun to watch out for too. I also thought of this is that, um, yeah, you said it in pounds. So I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll look it up for anyone in the US uh, for opening weekend. It made over $200 million. Opening wow. Weekend. Oh, like that's crazy. But yeah, gross 650, almost 654 million. We'll round up here. Like, dang. So. 
yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah, it's cool. crazy i'm trying to think you know when we're doing currency changes when you get into the billions it probably gets a bit complicated but i, <laughs> oh, I yeah. think maybe the equivalent of ten dollars would be like seven pounds maybe something like that for us so i guess 1.6 billion mm. yeah it's interesting that might yeah, have to be homework for the listeners to go and enjoy yeah, yeah so <laughs> check it out but yeah i think Jurassic the Jurassic park series the originals were so like iconic in that group you know you're very loyal to it you know you're a, a Jurassic park loyalist so yeah. be interesting to see how many of those people were impressed it sounds like your friend as an example of how it probably did pan out but mm-hmm. i think fair play to it was quite clever you know making a dinosaur and it's on the original site i think that's where it is it's really well thought out so yeah you know and my little one my stepson who's seven he's not quite ready yet but he's going to be it's going to blow his mind isn't it seeing oh, yeah. real life dinosaurs oh, yeah. let's be honest yeah um again just masterpiece in, in cgi it's just wonderful um and yeah and just a quick message chris pratt i'm really happy for him you know to come from um the the comedy world and all of that and then get into this and get into avengers uh, into guns galaxy and stuff i'm just I don't know. I don't even know the guy, yeah. but I'm just really happy for him. Yeah, like to see, yeah, to see how much it's grown. That that is also really fun when you have somebody like you're rooting for them when they start out in their career, and then you get to see how far they've come, and just people who, I mean, I guess you never really know them, right? But like people who present themselves as like just good people, you know, just a good around like fun guy is how uh, it, he even comes across like when he's doing lives on social media and stuff. So yeah, it's 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 really cool to see the diversity and. Yeah, all the fun. Yeah, yep, there we go. Yeah. There's another top eight. Chris Pat's top eight. Oh, there will be. I just, I'm just trying. I'm trying to pace out one man, woman, man, woman, and then different ethnicities. <laughs> so it's going to take a very long time to uh, let's get that done. All right. So in at number seven is the first from the Marvel universe. Quite a few in the list, as you can imagine. So this is Spider Spider Man No Way Home, um, which. I'm trying to think, is that the one with all the other Spider-Mans in it? I should really know because I love it. Um, so I think yes. it is. Yes, it's the yes. one when, yeah. Directed by John Watts, starring Tom Holland, um, Zendaya. I hope I'm saying that right. Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Good luck with that one. And many more, uh, making £1.9 billion. I think this is in pounds. You guys have to check this because then I've probably got $2 billion. Uh, but yeah, let's find out a little bit more about it. <laughs> so with Spider-Man's identity now revealed, yeah, this is the last one, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start appearing, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. It got quite dark. I remember the Spider-Man before this one was quite dark. I was like, oh, poor, poor Peter. And then it sort of blended into this one, I think, the addition of... Um, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and all the old people. If you've loved the old Spider-Mans, this is going to be such a joyous experience. Oh my God, it's that villain and this villain. I think for proper fanboys and fangirls, they nailed it, which I am. So they nailed it and I absolutely loved it. I think Tom Holland's fantastic in the role. Um, so what what is your thoughts on superhero stuff? Is it your bag? And if it is, is it Marvel or DC? Did you see this? Uh, you know, growing up, I loved X-Men and Batman. Like those are like, I loved X-Men, I loved Storm and Rogue, and I I just loved, I guess that kind of goes back to like, I loved the story of X-Men and how it was taking the uniqueness of these people and really showcasing what they could do with their unique skills. So I never really, I wasn't really super exposed to the Marvel. Of all the Marvel I've seen, Spider-Man, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, not really, like, he's not my cup of tea but my stepson loves him. It was always his favorite. So when I came into his life, he's like, Spider-Man's his favorite. I was like, I'm gonna have to learn about Spider-Man. I don't know really much about him. But I did enjoy the movies. I'm with you, like there was definitely some some darkness to it, but it was really fun getting to see them include the other Spider-Mans and tie in those stories. So seeing how far Marvel is going with this whole multiverse stuff is a little overwhelming at times, but also so great because so many more movies can come from it. So um, not, he's not my favorite um, superhero, but I still really enjoy the movies. I think they, they've done well because you can watch them in isolation. There's so many references. You can watch them separately and go, oh, that was fun. Yeah. But yeah. if you're into the references, if you watch them all in timeline order, which I did last year, 
it's amazing because there's so many references um and that's really rewarding if you're loyal to it so i think there's 20 i counted there's 29 marvel films so not including tv shows and then spider-man is kind of half in marvel half of another studio so that's not even listed so that's like i think tom's done three so 30 31 it's insane anyway um my little one is very excited to watch more and i said okay it's gonna take us three days if we don't sleep you up for that or six days with sleep <laughs> but he's gonna be a busy boy uh yeah. but yeah i'm gonna fanboy about marvel all the time through every episode so i'm not gonna go too much into it now but um yeah i think they nailed it i thought it was really, really good all right in sixth place it's a more avengers fun so it's invent avengers infinity war so this is the first part of the two-part sort of finale of that phase of the avengers made 2.5 billion directed by anthony and joe russo starring robert downey jr chris evans chris elmsworth scott Hansen, and a hundred more people <laughs> uh, the avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in attempt to defeat the powerful thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe Okay, so we know you, you haven't watched too much Marvel, um, but uh, this was an amazing film, and they bring all the superheroes together. It's like, oh my God, they're all together at once. It's too much. Um, so did you see Infinity War? Any thoughts? So I have actually watched probably all of the Marvel movies now, but as a kid, I wasn't really exposed to them. And I have a fun story about Infinity War. So they opened up a, a 4D studio in a movie theater. So the chairs move and water shoots and air blows. And this was the movie that we watched. So it was really intense watching this movie because you're literally like as the fight scenes and the with the rain and we're filling the water and the chairs just a shaking and the poor lady next to me, her food is going all over the place. So it was just a, it was a fun experience. I'll probably never do 40 again, but it was cool for it to be this movie because this movie was so interactive that it really that the 4d experience was going non-stop and that really helped make you feel like you were on the battlefield with them so i think that that really helped with that movie for me as far as uh, the marvel movies being on the list is that experience i'm not gonna have that experience again <laughs> you know and it was just it was so fun um with that with that whole experience and it's it's fun seeing all these movies tie in together and the story's kind of overlapping too. I think you nailed it really. Experience. I think these kind of films are just, when you go to cinema, you're there to have this insanely crazy experience of all these intertwining stories and CGI and the action and the fighting and explosions. And, you know, people just want to go and have, have a bit of fun, a bit, you know, watch a blockbuster. And I think Marvel has certainly nailed that one. And for the comic book fans, they've got something that they can follow and they can revel in. Um, though the hardcore is will say there's lots of errors in, in it um, it doesn't match the comics but that's not me I haven't seen any of the comics so that's fine but yeah I loved it all right so in fifth place is Star Wars The Force Awakens with 2.07 billion directed by J.J. Abrams starring Daisy Ridley Oscar Isaac John Bioga Harrison Ford many many more as a new threat to the galaxy rises Ray, a desert scavenger, and Finn, an ex-stormtrooper, must join Han Solo and Chewbacca to search for one hope of restoring peace. I think Star Wars are pretty, pretty much nailed, it, haven't they? They've managed to keep it, keep it going without too much fuss, too much drama. Um, and what's your, what, what you like your film series? Are you a Star Wars girl? <laughs> so, spoiler alert: my top eight. Um, <laughs> I I grew up with Star Wars. In fact. I, once the prequels came out, I have, well, not like, but for the most part, I was Queen Amidala for Halloween. I made my own costumes, absolutely loved it. I have all the Amidala dolls, like kind of like Barbie, not Barbie brand, but all the Amidala dolls. And I just, I, I love the Star Wars movies. Absolutely love them. I haven't read a lot of the books. So same like you were talking about the comic books. I'm not a big book reader. I'm a movie person. Like I love to go watch the movies. So Star Wars is definitely my, my top series. I absolutely love it. And I loved getting to see like, oh, there's another. And, and you know, like they're going to do it in threes. They have those couple one-offs, like the origin stories, right? But when this movie came out, I'm like, yes, there's going to be two more movies. The story continues. 
So I, I love it. I'm, I'm not even sure like what I love so much about it. Like maybe I just, I've always loved space too. So maybe that part of it, um, it's just, yeah, they've always been my favorite. I grew up watching them and I just was so excited that more Star Wars movies are coming out and now more people are loving Star Wars and continuing that. I love that. I can see the passion and um, yeah, I, 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 I've watched all of them. Um, I like them. I'm not, you know, I don't know. I struggle with stuff in space generally, really. don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, I think they're amazing. They're amazingly made. They have amazing stories, amazing, amazing cast lineups. And I guess they're going to be insanely rewarding as, as they solve intertwined storylines and it kind of goes back and forth through future and past, doesn't it? So I think if you're into it, you're really into it. And there's no no doubt that that was in top five. I'm surprised there's not other Star Wars in the top eight, to be honest with you, little spoiler. Yeah. I'm very surprised yeah. why this particular one got in there. I that think there's a lot of... Um, it's back, Star Wars is back. We're going to watch it. <laughs> um, so maybe it's something to do with that. But uh, but no, it's great. All right, in fourth place was Titanic. We skipped that one. And in third place is Avatar, Way of Water. So it's a sequel. 2.3 billion, directed by James Cameron, starring Sam Worthington, Kate Winslet, Zoe Saldana, and Sigourney Weaver. Jake Sully lives with his newfound family, formed on an extrasolar moon, Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what has previously started, Jake must work with Natari and the army of the Navi race to protect their home. All right, guys, you can scratch this off my list. I haven't actually watched it. I feel terrible. I'm supposed to be a movie buff. I need to look at myself in the mirror and make sure I watch one and two. Um, have you seen them? And was the sequel as good as the first, if you have? I have seen them. Um, it's not that I don't think they're bad movies. They're just not my cup of tea. So kind of like you were saying, like the space movies. I was just kind of like, man, it's a good movie. You know, um, ironically, the first avatar i've seen more just because of somehow in and out of all the hospital stays with my husband avatar is always on, always on so i have seen that movie quite a lot recently but the second one i've only seen it once and i don't really remember that much about it but again i just was i never really fully connected to the story i thought it was a unique story and the scenes were really good and the actors were good it just yeah, wasn't really my cup of tea, wasn't my jam. Yeah, fair enough. And I think I've heard people that love it and people that said what you said, and maybe that's why I've not got around to it. Maybe somehow I know of a similar thing with that one. So I have no idea if it's going to be my cup of tea or not, but I will put it on my list of homework to complete um, because at the end we're going to reveal how many of these films we've seen. And this one is not one I have, so I don't want to talk too much about it. So I don't think that'll be fair. All right, in second place with 2.8 billion is another Avengers. Guess what? It's Avengers Endgame, part two. Makes sense. <laughs> Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. They really know what they're doing. Starring Rob Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Helmsworth, Scarlett Hansen, many more. So after a devastating events of Avengers Infinity War, the universe is in ruins. With the help of the remaining allies, the Avengers assemble once more in order to reverse Thanos' actions and restore balance to the universe. I think at the end of the first one, if you're a, a Marvel fan, it was just heartbreaking. It's like, what? What do you mean? I've got to wait. So this was so cathartic. So, oh, okay, lovely. So I think that in itself meant it was always going to be a success. Um, so I'm not sure how much more you have to share Marvel-wise. Um, so any thoughts on the, the, the finale of this phase? This is when the phase ended. And there's like a new batch of superheroes that are joining some of the old ones. And they're going to start a new phase of cin cinematic universe. I'm not surprised that this one was higher and that it was high on the list because it is, this is like kind of the, the end of the story. Like some of these people are coming back and I just wanted to say how much that reflecting back on the Marvel that they really casted perfect people. They really just brought, I think every actor and every actress was just really in the role that they were meant to play. Like, I just, I think it, it went really well. Like Robert Downey Jr. When Iron Man came out, I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's meant to be Iron Man, like perfect. You know, uh, Scarlett Johansson, like, oh, Black Widow, like just, just perfect. So, I just kind of giving a a good kudos to the Avengers series, especially since that that time has kind of come to an end. But I'm happy to see it as high on the list as it is. But uh, 
definitely makes sense why it's on the list for sure. Definitely. And if anyone is really into it, that the scene towards the end when they're all fighting together, it's just gave me tingles as a Marvel fan. It was just so epic yes. seeing nearly every single one. Guys, the galaxy turned up and it's just like, oh my yes. God, this is heaven. Beautiful. I yeah. can watch that scene over and over again. And that will be in my top eight scenes. Spoiler alert. Um, somewhere <laughs> on the list. So that'll be coming soon. But yeah, congratulations, Endgame. You've done really, really well. All right. In first place is the first Avatar. So it's still holding in at the top spot there with 2.9 billion so it's just a little bit ahead so james cameron sam worthington zoe saldana and sigourney weaver so a paralegic marine dispatched to the moon pandora on a unique mission becomes torn between his following his orders protecting the world he feels is his home i know that when you talk so much about this could we talk about the second one i haven't seen it um sounds really really cool um is there anything left for you to share about Avatar? Or are you happy? <laughs> Again, just just a good. It's a good story. Um, very very unique. I'm I'm surprised though that it was number one. Like I can't believe a Marvel movie hasn't beat it out. Is Avatar Marvel? I don't even know. Maybe it is. <laughs> but I, I'm surprised that it is number one. Personally, I'm surprised. Um, but still, all in all, like a lot of great graphics like how they brought it to life like how they really brought the story to life and all the different things they did i thought it was it was so good and i mean like like you just read the brief description right is that that is something that's very common right we have to that 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 torn between this is what i'm told to do but this is what my soul or my heart says i should do think about that that i think that piece of it anyone can really connect with it's just uh that story, that, that theme is told in different ways through different stories. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really, yeah, really, really beautiful. I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch both. Um, i really like to see what I think, and I'll let you guys know on future episodes how I get on with it. But congratulations, Avatar, for doing so well. I know Titanic was top for so long, and then all these all these films came along and just knocked it down to four. So, um, so well, well we have so many more people, the population. You know, we don't account for all that access to movie theaters so maybe maybe titanic like if it was released for the first time now i don't know i don't know it'd be interesting to see like hmm how would it fare now um thank you jessica rose for being on the show and how are you feeling about this episode one you think this is going to be a goer yeah i hope you don't kick me off because i don't like john west but... <laughs> you're fine you're fine for now but I, uh... For now, it's a, we're gonna, he's going to start taking notes. You guys, save me! Be like, please don't. No, no I'm kidding. No. Like, she hates all my favorite movies. Wouldn't that be crazy if our top eight list, like neither of us liked each other's top eight? Like that would be something pretty crazy. That would have to be some kind of like New Year's special or something. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna hold off a lot of my top eights for a good while. I'm gonna let other people do that first. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jessica Rose, for joining. Next week, we will be back with three more lists. Let us know how you found the show and uh, many more to come. So thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media on Instagram today. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre, or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire, so join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.